Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale your business from 1 million to 1 trillion. Today we are, this episode is part of a very special season. This season is called Breakthrough Engineering, and it compresses all the scaling up journeys and the scale up lessons of leaders across the engineering, uh, construction, and energy uh, scope. And uh, today with us, we have a very special guest. Uh, his name is Sebastian Justus Schmidt, the chairman at uh, Inator. Sebastian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for inviting. That's a, pl that's a pleasure to have you on the show on this special season and partnership with IMI, Hydronic Engineering, uh, a subsidiary of the company IMI PLC, which is a, a listed uh, company in the UK stock uh, exchange. So let's get to know a little bit more about uh, you, Sebastian, and, uh, and of course about uh, in nature as well. Uh, thanks. Um, well, Enapta is a name from energy and adapting. So we try to make an energy more adaptable. And we found that hydrogen is a, is a great idea. How we came to this idea? Actually, I was building my home in Northern Thailand after 30 years and more a career in um, IT. And when I was building my home in the most sustainable way, I came across of uh, uh, of hydrogen, and we saw it as a the best um, opportunity for doing things uh, completely sustainable with no waste in the end. So we bought four, four prototypes uh, from a uh, very small Italian company uh, producing electrolyzer in a special in a special way. It's an REM technology. We used them for several years. The company went bankrupt in the end. And in 2017, after several years using um, electrolyzer and him saw the opportunity in, in using hydrogen, um, we invested in the company. And um, that was a moment where I stopped being semi-retired. And um, I am now active in, in Enapta. Um, we started with 11 employees by the end of 2017, and today we have more than 100, and we are massively growing. Well then, congratulations. That's an amazing story, super inspiring. And um, so are you able to give a little bit more of metrics on the stage of growth of Inactor for the ones who are listening and tuning in uh, can have a little bit more of context of uh, your scaling up journey? Yeah, the the actually, so we have to have to think about IT and about let's say experience I had with IT for the for the for for more than thirty years. I remember my 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 first job I started um, still just after education, and I, I came to a company where the chief technician should bring me around to to see all the all the systems, but he was ill. And the reason was that uh, the day before he had to carry a five megabyte hard disk. At this time it was 80 kilogram. So he had some back pain, could not come, was in the hospital actually. So today five megabyte, they fits well nicely under our fingernail. Um, so 
That was a great story of scalability. And then look, um, when in the 80s came uh, the PC, everyone said, okay, this PC will not, will never be big. But in the end, PC technology is today in all the computer centers. So when we understand how a computer center is built is thousands or tens thousands of PCs uh, today called blade computing. And uh, because they are cheap in the production, because you do a really scaled mass production. Um, so we, we thought that for hydrogen, we could apply the same idea and same methods for these kind of relatively compact electrolyzer what we have. And um, so this is actually our, our journey. So we will, we are on the way and uh, our goal is to reach um, the most lowest price of hydrogen in the most of the shortest time frame possible. So that, that's great. And, um, and we introduce here the three critical ingredients that we always discuss on the show. So number one, radical focus. Number two, world-class team slash leadership. And number three, a culture of execution. Uh, I know that in terms of radical focus, and I think that you uh, just summarized this very, very well. So the goal or the mission or the vision is really to find out a way of turning this electrolyzer uh, at the lowest price possible. But there is a reason for that. There is a mission and the vision and values aligned with that. And I, I would love you to, to go a little bit deeper because I know there is a, a very strong mission behind what you do today. Um, yeah, the vision is reality, actually. So, I mean, <laughs> even better. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, because uh, there are so many initiatives in the world which try to make the world a better place. Uh, what we could easily see that some works as much as long as money is flowing in, and if the money goes away, then the projects are dying. So, when we, when we see people do their personal decisions, Uh, based on comfortable comfort zone where they are in the comfort zone. No one actually want to step out of comfort zone. No one want to stop flying, top, stop traveling, stop doing things as they do it today. So even if they say so, well, and there might be some behavioral changes, um, if you really want to make the big, big changes, um, then you need to do, then you can regulate it only about the price. And you have to set the price. So that means that if we produce the core of this kind of hydrogen society is the production of hydrogen itself. So we take sun and other renewables and produce hydrogen out of this. So this kind of core of, um, of hydrogen production, this has to be cheap, like a processor, like what Intel, how Intel, let's say, influenced the, the entire IT industry in the beginning. So we have to think about how we can bring the price down to influence the entire hydrogen society. So, and this is the reason on this ratio. So, and our goal is, is one euro 50 by end of 2022 um, for one kilogram hydrogen. And um, we think a few years later, we can even go to 50 cents. But first aim is our first goal. And uh, we have here in our company, clear, clear lines, timelines, and everyone is running on this kind of promise uh, giving that we fulfill this kind of company goal. Absolutely. I love the articulation. It's, it seems easy, but it's quite complex to relate the mission, vision and values 
with the North Star metric and then cascading it to objectives uh, for the long, mid and, and short term. And I think it's a work uh, in progress. And if we don't have clarity, it's, it's difficult also to speed up execution and get that kind of um, scalability. So what, what are the, how do you negotiate the, the non-negotiables uh, with your team to assure that you keep focused and you are not trying to uh, be everything to everyone? Okay, I understand what you're... Okay, so let's say in the way we we work internally, it's quite a bunch, everyone has an individual, has their own opinion, but we have one common goal. And it's like, it's. I, I would say, I, I very often use internally the, way, the, the words, we are at, at war. Um, our, our aim is um, the climate change to, to win the, this kind of race against the climate change. And if you if you calculate the numbers right, then we already have lost on many ways. So we lost actually um, on many parts already, and we have to keep up and speed up. And so it's um, on, it's quite hard. Actually, it's also hard in our company, even if we are still let's say number where you can you you see the, the the each individual and you know the the people by names. So. Um, to tell them, hey guys, sure we go to the weekend and sure we want to have sports and fun and barbecue, but also we have climate change. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in the end, there's a labor law, labor laws as well there, by the way, which stands against it, against the fight of uh, climate change. So yeah, so we have to we have to balance it, and well, we try to do our best in this, but yeah, we we need focus and we need remind everyone every time what's about and what is on stage. I love it. And do, do you have in, in place any kind of um, objectives and key results framework? Do you use any framework to define your own objectives? Uh, is there anything in, in place? Yeah, well, um, I mean, <laughs> I have seen several of, of, uh, of, of uh, podcasts, so I'm, I'm, I, I think that there's these kind of rules which are very clearly uh, defining what you have to do best to run a team, what you have, how to motivate them, how to do the communication internally, externally. Um, and and one, one of the, our topics is that we really, uh, first, we are very transparent. So when you look to our website, you will find um, so many information about hydrogen. And I'm, I, I give my bet now, no, no other company in this kind of field is giving so detailed information in the handbooks, manuals, on the website, free available for everyone. Mm -hmm. So this is, let's say, one of those kind of commitments we have given to, to us in the community. Um, so internally, it's sure you want to be a modern company, you have your, your stock option program, you have this, you do a lot of things that, that, um, that people feel, let's say, like family, it's clear. Mm -hmm. um, but so our, being authentic is quite important for us. So we don't hire people who are, I would say, the pure national um, professional in everything. And uh, so they have all the, everyone we have in our company have their edges and um, where you see, oh, this is, <laughs> they are maybe not the, the, the perfect presenter, the perfect intellectual for these, 
but we unified, we are, we are unique with, and, and you, you, united with one idea in, our, in the company. And this is the most important thing. And everyone knows his place in the company and is working to the, towards the aim. Right. And it, I think it's, it's a good way to jump into the second ingredient, uh, the world-class team uh, slash uh, leadership. It always surprises me, um, again, how simple it's, it seems to articulate and to live mission, vision, and values. And I really think this is the, the great job of the, of the leader of a team, is to constantly remind where is the North Star? Why are we doing what we are doing? And why should we be committed uh, with that and, and leading by, by example? So we, we discuss a lot of times that we might need different uh, kind of leadership or different leaders for each stage of growth. It's different to have a team of 20, to have a team of 50, 100, 200 people or 300 people. So how much time do you dedicate to keep building the team and finding new profiles and new potential leaders to join uh, your uh, organization? Oh, good question. I don't know exactly how much time I spend. I, I, I would say maybe during day when I'm with the people, then it's actually being with the people. I comment a lot so that they are happy when I'm, when I'm away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's fine, actually. Um, so when they need me, they, will, they ping me and say, hey, I have a question. Um, I think this is fine. Um, so strategy works works on the evening or on weekend when you read and when you have your talks and in the evening when you have your talks with 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 let's say with uh, colleagues also but also with external. So we do a lot of talks with other companies and um, people in the industry and uh, ministries here in Berlin. So you know, I'm now in Berlin where uh, uh, where there's a lot of um, let's say. Uh, a need of um, education for hydrogen and still there are many many around which should actually should know everything but well sometimes uh, it helps to be there here as well and uh, to, to help them with some ideas absolutely got it and um, as the company scales uh, it's it's very important to have leaders in place across all layers the organization who are able to, and that's why we, we always start with radical focus, to have clarity around the strategy that provides clarity to the team and also involves the team on, on, on building that clarity. Uh, and, uh, and at the same time, we are able to assure execution uh, by building the team, not by doing things themselves. We know that as the company scales, some of those initial uh, individual contributors become managers or become leaders uh, in the organization. And it might be difficult to shift from an execution mindset to uh, a leadership mindset where you provide clarity and you assure execution, you don't execute uh, things. Um, so, do you have any kind of stories, any kind of um, lessons on how to help those leaders to grow? Uh, oh, the yeah, so there's, um, so 
be, be consistent and be that I there's these kind of things is um, there are so many things. So let's let's speak about some very practical things. Uh, labor contracts. Labor contracts could be let's say ten pages or fifteen pages. Here in, in Europe, they can get longer and longer and longer, and they are get more complicated. And honestly, to understand a labor contract. Sometimes you need a lawyer uh, to to get your to get help to what actually they're writing, but the labor law itself is very clear and gives here in at least in Germany quite a lot of of um, of um, advantage to uh, to the employee, which this is fine. This is all fine. So nothing against it. So so why not you make a very simple labor contract? So this is what we what we started um, a few weeks ago to make the contract as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, say hello, welcome. Um, everything goes by law. If you have any questions, ask a lawyer. Uh, this is <laughs> we, don't, we don't we don't interfere here. You get all your your days. No one will cut anything. So and welcome. And the people love it because it's simple. And um, well, these kind of there's some questions I have, but actually most of them is regulated by law. So why you, you and you can't you can't exclude it. So. Mm-hmm. So if it's not, you, you should be, it should not be li- tricky looking. It should be simply looking. So the same is actually we do with our contracts on our, when you buy our systems from our website. It's a very simple contract. You can actually order the, 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 the product from the website. You can get everything from the website, all the information so already mentioned. But it's, we try to keep it simple. So then not everyone likes it. So you will have customers who say, hmm, by the way, but our company is only buying with their own contracts. They say, hey, have you ever tried with Amazon coming with your own contracts? Yeah. Have you ever tried to buy Microsoft license? We say, no, 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 no. License agreement. We do our here. We are a big insurance company. We have our own license agreement. Try it with Microsoft. Have fun with this. So sure, they would say no. If you want to grow to the same size, you have to be very clear and have to say no as well. We, we do it very nicely. So if you don't like our product, you can send it back four weeks, fully, let's say, changeable. So no one is doing this in the entire in the hydrogen industry. So we do it. We do it differently, things, because if we want to reach our goal, then we need to make hydrogen not only cheap, we, may, we need to make it simple. And to make it simple, you have to be easy and you have to be very clear. So it's a part of our story to make it as easy as possible as simple as possible. But also if there are someone coming, coming to you it's very complicated, then maybe better go to one of our dealers who help us doing this instead of us. Definitely. I think that you kind of just summarized your brand promises, a very important component of the building blocks of strategy. And again, it helps a lot as a compass for decision-making. Uh, so. If it, is, if it doesn't help us to become cheaper uh, so more people can have this solution at home so we can have an higher impact, it should not be done. If, it's, if, it is not, if it doesn't make it simpler or even easy to use, it should not be done at all. So it is so much simple for any leader at any stage of the organization to make a decision. Yes, but I can tell you maybe the hardest for a leader is to um, to avoid all these kind of um, uh, distractions which come from left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you speak with a lawyer, you speak with some consultants, it gets almost, it gets always more complicated. Have you ever thought about this? It might be a danger for this you and the year. So you have to, you have to deal with some risks as well. 
then simply you have to cover it. So it's it's you as a leader have to cover risk. If you want to if you want to be a leader and at the same time you do not want to cover risk, you will go into dramatically let's say craziness. So right. simply you have to cover your risk. So a little bit knowledge uh, is always helpful here. Absolutely. And um, and we but let's jump to the culture of execution um, ingredients. Um, something that I really enjoy about our conversation and the connection uh, with mission and vision is also your sense of urgency. So we must progress because we we are behind. Uh, we need to recover some time in order to assure that our mission and our vision are executed in a time that is available for the planet and for all the humanity. So how does a leader like you and how do you do that to, to keep the sense of urgency present? Because every single human being has their own interests, their own distractions, their own life purposes. And sometimes doing this link between the life plan and, and the collective plan or the business plan and the society needs, it's, it's a very difficult uh, link to, to do. And what kind of a most bespoke vision for each member of the organization that brings them together as a team and a common goal? And you already you also described it during our conversation. But in a nutshell, the, the, the question is, how do you keep this sense of urgency uh, in the daily you repeat it. You you have to you have to repeat it over and over and over again. Maybe this is a, like a mantra. So urgent. <laughs> so in Germany we have this kind of life work balance. I don't know whether this is everywhere in the world. world yes. uh, life work balance. I said um, work is okay, but what what kind of life if climate crisis has actually hit us strongly? So I mean. Um, I mean, there is no way out. Uh, if we don't act today and now and fast and much faster than we actually um, people believe in acting. I mean, I mean, they 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 come together in the evening to have. Uh, they speak about everything else in the world. So it's always for me. It's to remind them permanently. So actually. But everyone likes. <laughs> if you start to do this, you will see that you will, you were losing some friends who will be saying, "Oh, you always speak about the same topic uh, for the last <laughs> two and a half years." And I say, "Yeah, that's that's right. This is my topic." So yes, you have to you have to remind the people that everything what we are doing has some impact. Um, yeah. So what should we do? So last time we had a barbecue uh, in with our with our colleagues. What should I say? No, please don't make barbecue anymore. Sure, we had a barbecue and enjoyed it, but it's not every day, yes? So we have to find a balance here as well, somehow, yeah? So, yeah, but urgency is important. We are at time at war, dot. So, and and the war is not stopping because uh, we have some free time now going on vacation. Yeah? So it's there's, there's every day we are polluting our world more and actually make it more to, to a place, bring it to, make it to a place which is more dangerous for our next generations. Exactly. You have already described, um, shared with us in the show that um, you are currently based in, in, in Germany, but you also have teams uh, around the world. Um, so can you, can you share in what locations uh, Inatris is present at, at this stage? I personally live in Thailand, in, in northern Thailand, in, in Chiang Mai. 
Um, um, most of our employees are today in Italy. Um, we have a place here in Germany and also um, an extremely um, good working team in St. Petersburg where our software came from. So our, our entire device is completely software enabled. So we have a huge bunch of sensors in the system and OTA, so it means uh, we can um, manage the firmware remotely. Um, so like similar what you can do with the Tesla, uh, so in the car industries, um, so um, that helps us a lot um, also to understand the systems and to do a lot of uh, working with KIA tools and um, um, doing preemptive maintenance. So if something happens in the same way, we understand that might be this and this will follow. So we can actually call them and say, you might need a new pump uh, because it might break in a few weeks. Uh, so that is always helpful for the people. Um, yeah, this is what we are doing. Um, we are with this kind of it was it was growing historically. So here we had good a small team of software developer. Here we had the first um, in, in Russia we had the first team of um, producer of the electrolyzer. So this is the reason from Italy. Um, we have a team in, in Thailand. We have customers in Thailand um, because I live there. So and Germany will be bigger because we are here on the way to look for a factory building. So we know if we want to scale, we need a factory mass fabrication. So we already started our serial fabrication up to 100 devices in Italy, but we want to build a big factory here in Germany for more than 100,000 devices a year. And here then the price will um, drop down dramatically. And this is actually the, the, the basic idea why we have started our business. Absolutely. So the, the ones who are listening has know that we discuss a lot of uh, software in the show. This is an extra layer of complexity, especially with this special season on breakthrough engineering, where we also have a combination of hardware and software, which makes uh, things a little bit more uh, difficult and sophisticated to to scale. So, but it's it's curious to see. Uh, how uh, you need to apply the same principles to software. Um, and so I think that's one preparation to this podcast. You, you discussed uh, the analogy between the software releases and the product releases. Would you like to share with, with our community as well your thoughts on that? I, I'm quite sure that you can't build any more a product today which is not software enabled so um, and this is not because it's fashionable it's it's because it's a it's a need so for to make a system stable you need the data from the this from the system and understanding um, um, of each individual part so each electrolyzer consists on many small parts um, where quite a lot of parts is third party parts we buy some of the most important things, uh, like the stack itself, we do ourselves, but all the small pumps, uh, sensors, um, some electronic parts, we, we buy in and we need for them, we need, let's say, to see how they work and how they, how they work in different conditions. So we have customers who are uh, in the Antarctic, we have customers in the, in the desert zone, in uh, humid zone, in, uh, in the jungle, we have... Uh, Things and the on the on the you see it on the on some of our and on the website on our use cases um, in the in the Alps in 2,600 700 meters high. So we have uh, different use cases and systems will react differently in the, in in different 
conditions. Um, so we need to know exactly what happens with the system to improve them. If you want to mess mask products, which works completely seamlessly and you don't need to think about you switch it on and it works forever, then you need to work hard on this. And we are on the way to work. So our systems are already extremely good, but to be a super mass fabricated product, we still have to work very hard for it. Absolutely. And it's, it's curious to see that in different stages of um, scale or of growth of the company, we might have more sales-led uh, driven growth or product-led driven growth or marketing-led driven growth. It, it will depend from stage to stage, but um, in this case, uh, it's always true for any software and hardware company. The product needs to work, and if the product is the best in the world, it's much easier uh, to scale the company. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And um, that's great. So we, we came to the last um, stage of the show, and that's my favorite question. And uh, we always have a lot of fun here. So if you would have the opportunity to talk uh, with Sebastian 30 years ago, uh, or even before you started in Hater, if you prefer, uh, what advice would you offer to your younger Sebastian? Uh... I, I would definitely tell tell me work harder in some ways, but I wouldn't listen at this time. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, Sebastian, it was really a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for making the time and all the best for Inatur and for uh, your mission. You are always welcome. Mike, thank you very much. And uh, yeah. Soon, see you soon. Bye. Perfect. And to our community, thanks for being there. We keep bringing you the best of the best. This time on this special season about breakthrough engineering, where we bring the best of the best, not only uh, in the world, but also across uh, engineering and uh, the engineering and the energy industries. See you soon and keep scaling.